0: Verses 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. My friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts together be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So let's imagine a small town somewhere out in the country, and everybody is a farmer out in this town. And the wells have been run dry in this town for about, about 20 years. They haven't been able to draw any water from uh, the wells in their community. And it hasn't rained in about that many years. I mean, it rains every now and then, but just enough to turn the dust at the top of the earth to a little paste and then dry back out again. And so what they've done is the citizens and farmers have put all of their resources into uh, piping water in from a reservoir 100 or so miles away. And it's expensive to do that. And so they have uh, let their own uh, wells go. They The machinery is now rusty and, and dilapidated. Uh, they've even capped some of the wells up in their on their property because it's better than having that liability. And without the need to invest their time and their money in their own irrigation and drinking water, they can just press on and the water comes in through the reservoir hundreds of miles away. Well, they don't need to spend their time worrying about it so much so they spend their time leisurely they're sure they'll get the things done they'll they'll take care of them cows and 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 pull some weeds in the field and then they'll go hang out with each other at the diner until bedtime or uh, they'll wake up early and go sit on the porch of the general store with one another some of them have even taken up this this crazy sport called golfing Um, but there's only sand traps because there's not enough water except for one farmer one farmer Is a little different. Every day, every single day, this farmer goes out and he tends to his his crops and the few animals that he has. But then he takes his little tractor and he goes to a place on his property and he begins to dig a new well. Every day, he spends his spare time going to dig a well. He knows he's not going to get anything. The water table is dry, but he digs anyway, and you can see the dust clouds going up as he does, and he breaks through the bedrock into the dry-as-a-bone water table. He pulls in his pump and machinery and all of the materials he needs to make his well work, and he sets it in place, and the next day he's off to the next one. Now, the neighbors know that he's hard at work because while they're sitting there on the porch of the general store, they can see it, a cloud of dust, because there ain't no water in the earth. Cloud of dust coming up. There he is again, an old farmer digging a well. All right, Nothing there. I don't know why he keeps doing it. Why doesn't he just come and relax with us? He's wasting his time. He's not going to find anything day after day, week after week. And one day, the water stopped flowing from the reservoir. The dam had broken or some pipes had, had caused a problem hundreds of miles away. You know, it's funny when you rely on things 100 miles away, you don't always have control. And so the, the people in the community were in a little bit of a fix The water shortage threatened the crops and and the well-being of the residents. Some of them hadn't showered in a week because you can't get any water, and and you could tell. Don't point to anybody and say, is that you in this story? It's not. This is a different community, y'all. Well, shortly after the reservoir piping broke down, it did start to rain. It actually rained for like an entire week, just constant downpour. And then it'd stop, and then it would go again, and then stop, and then go again. And all of a sudden, after 20 years of drought, there's rain and rain and rain and rain. And after that little spout of of rain was over, and the sun came back out, and the crops had drunk all that water up, and little John Lee finally bathed his armpits there, because his mama told him to, the crops got thirsty, people needed a bath, and the man's neighbors walked outside, and they saw that all of his sprinklers And all of his pivots were pouring out water all over his fields. And then each evening after the work was done, they would find him at one of their doorsteps with a couple of big old buckets of water that he had carted in and said, Here, this is for you. And he said, If you ever need to pipe into my well while we're waiting for the rain to come, I know your wheat is thirsty and you can do that. I'll allow you to do that and go from place to place to place. One day, a neighbor asked him, Why did you spend all that time digging those wells while the rest of us were relaxing and enjoying the reservoir? And he answered, Because one day, God was going to send the rain, and I wanted to catch all of it. And he did. Well after well after well. One day, God was going to send the rain, and I wanted to be ready to catch all of it. Well, the people in the community figured out uh, that he was on to something. And so even before the rain came, you could see them out putting little dust clouds up on their own property, learning how to dig new wells so that when the next rain came, they'd be ready to catch more of it and more of it and more of it. Because I know God's going to send the rain, he said, and I want to catch all of it. Here's a story for you and me. Every moment of every day, God is showering this world with grace and blessings and power and salvation and freedom from all that holds us back. It rains down like Noah and the ark, down and down and down, and don't you want to catch all of it? I don't want to miss any of it. I don't want to walk out into the rain of God's grace and say, well, that's fine. My hair's a little wet. I got a little on my tongue and now it's just going to run off of me and run off of me and run off of me. I want to catch it all. I don't want to just get it every now and then. I don't just want to get it uh, when God sees fit to make me aware of it and send a little bit of rain and I'm good for a little while. I don't want to go thirsty. I want to catch all of it. Don't you want to catch all of the grace and blessing and power that God is showering on you if you do say amen? Amen then you better dig a well. If you want to catch all of the rain, you've got to dig the well. See, you can't just wait for it to come every once in a while and hope that it's going to be enough. If you want to catch all of it, you've got to dig the well. If you want to be ready, when, even when the times are dry in your spirit, if you want to know that you have soaked in and taken in and you can bathe in and shower in and drink up all that God has in store for you at any given moment, you've got to start digging that well today. If you want to catch all of the showers of grace that God has in store for you and for all of us, you've got to dig the well. You see, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Now, sure, there's a part of that that says, don't do like the world does, do better things. But if that's all it is, you're missing something because Christianity is not just about behavior management. The world is not going to be prepared. The patterns that you live in, the world around you, the, the patterns that you soak up, the priorities that you soak up just by simply living in the world are not going to be enough to catch all that God showers and rains down on you. It's not going to be enough. You think about this man, this farmer. All the while, everybody around him relied on the reservoir, and they would sit at the porch of the general store, and they'd drink up their coffee all day long, which is no problem with drinking coffee at the diner. But this man, all the people out were doing that, he was out there digging dry wells. you got to dig the well because God is showering down grace. And if we want to capture all of it, we've got to be ready. I wonder how we spend our time. I wonder how we spend our energy. I wonder what our priorities are like. I know that very much mine are like everybody else's. I watch the same TV get on the same Internet that everybody else does. I, I, my, my heart just soaks up everything that everybody else wants, and I know, uh, I know exactly how to get to the next level of Candy Crush without paying 99 cents for a life refresh. I know it. I know how to do all those things. I know exactly where to find reruns of The Price is Right. I don't know why I love that game show. I know where to find all of the news for the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th time. I know what what I want to get from Best Buy. I know what I want to get from Amazon. And I know that my life would be better if I had this, this, or this, or this. But God's not calling us to conform. God wants us to do something different. Because he wants us to be ready to catch all the grace that he showers. How are we spending our time? How are we spending our energy? Are you digging a well? Are you preparing yourself to receive all that God would have for you? I want to share a little bit from this book. Have you all ever read this? is The Spirit, Spirit of the Disciplines by Dallas Wheeler. Has anybody ever read this? Oh, man, come on. I want you to. You read it. I, if, if, if more, if no more than 10 people come up to me because I ain't rich, you come I'll buy you a copy. This book is fantastic. I want to read just a little bit from, uh, from this book from you. you. And then maybe you'll want to pick it up yourself. All right. So check this out. He says, think of certain young people who idolize an outstanding baseball player. All right. We can do that, right? I know that my kids right now are are super ready for uh, baseball MLB to start. They want to see Freddie Freeman at it because they think he's the best. I think it's because it's the one that they know, um, but they want to see him. They just idolize this guy. Um, So think of a certain young person who idolizes an outstanding baseball player. They want nothing so much as to pitch or run or hit as well as their idol. So what do they do? When they are playing in the baseball game, they all try to behave exactly as their favorite baseball star does. The star is well known for sliding headfirst into first base, so the teenager does it too. The star holds his bat above his head, so the teenagers do it too. These young people try anything and everything their idol does, hoping to be like him. They buy the type shoe that star wears, wear the same glove that he uses and the same bat. Will they succeed in performing like the star, though? We all know that answer quite well. We know that they won't succeed if all they do is try to be like him in the game, no matter how gifted they may be in their own way. And I think we all understand why. The star performer himself didn't achieve his excellence by trying to behave in a certain way only during the game. Instead, he chose an overall life of preparation of mind and body, pouring all of his energy into that total preparation to provide a foundation and the body's automatic responses and strength for his conscience, conscious efforts during the game. It's not just in the game. Everything that happens in the game happens because of everything that this person has done before. You see, this baseball player, he dug the well. He dug the well. He took the time to... he had a goal in his mind he said i want to play well in this game and i can go out there and just show up at the game and try to do my best and i'll do okay but i want to win that game and i want to do well and so my success doesn't start on game day my success starts a year before why are you in the gym we're all out here having fun playing baseball the game doesn't start for three weeks why are you because i am digging my well i'm getting ready why are you out there running the bases there's nobody out there it's not game day why are you out there because i'm getting ready i'm digging the well You see, the farmer, the farmer had a goal himself. He said, I want to be ready. I want to be ready when God sends the rain to soak all of it up. And I'm not just going to wait until that day and run up to my cupboard and grab four or five uh, kitchen glasses and set them out there and get that much. I could do that on game day. I could do that when the rain comes. He says, I want to get all of it. So instead of just waiting until it happens and then soak up four or five, six kitchen glasses worth of of this rain, I'm going to start a year before, two years before, I'm going to dig all the wells i can get so i can soak it all up what i'm talking to you about is that god is showering us with all of the grace and power and mercy and forgiveness and everything we would ever need do you want some of it or do you want to soak it all up if you do you've got to dig the well and i'm talking about disciplining yourself spiritually you see, the thing that that baseball player and the farmer have in common is a life of discipline. And the same thing is as a, as a spiritual discipline, is to prepare your soul and to take the time and the energy and the focus as often as you can manage to be in union with God in some way so that you can dig that well in your soul so that as God continues to shower all of his blessings and grace and power in you, you have dug a deeper and deeper and deeper well in order to catch it all. See, you're going to find one day, like the farmers in the community, it rained real big and they're left with nothing. I don't want God to be showering blessings all over our community and all over your life and you to be left with nothing because I didn't tell you that you got to dig the well. I don't want you to miss out on the depth of of God's grace and mercy for you tomorrow because today I didn't tell you how important it is in your life to develop and to grow in spiritual disciplines. I want you to dig that well. And so today I'm inviting you into a life or into a renewed life of spiritual discipline because if you want to catch it all, you've got to dig the well. And I'm going to talk to you real quick just about a few things that you might do. And some of you might find them to be uh, reminders. Today might be you might hear nothing new, but you might feel God inspiring you once again to step into a life of discipline to prepare your heart for him. But today might be a new call. You know, I don't know much, but I do know that when we read scripture that we're digging the well. I know it. I know, I am convinced that whenever our eyes match Scripture and our hearts are there too, or whether we hear it and we match Scripture with ourselves, that the Spirit of God speaks to us no matter what. It's just a weird thing. God speaks through the reading of Scripture. And so I want to invite you. I want to invite you to read the Bible. Now, I'm not telling you that you've got to pick out a certain amount of chapters per day. Listen, God will only bless you if you read six chapters a day out of Leviticus at 5 in the morning or else. No, come on. I don't care really what you, what you read out of the Scripture, when you read it. I don't care if you read it at 2 in the morning, 5 in the morning, or if you need to be reading it right now. All I want you to do is put your eyes and your heart on the page. That's all I want you to do. You can only read a word, only read a word. You can read a psalm, read a psalm. If you don't know what to read, read a psalms, read 1 John, read Ephesians. I'll help you figure out something to start with. You don't have to start from beginning to end. You just need to put your eyes and your heart on the page, and God is at work. And guess what? Guess what? If you read that and you say, I feel nothing, God was still at work, because I don't know if you know this or not. God's not dependent on your feelings. He's, he works through your availability. You're still digging a well. You're still digging a well. This is my sign for digging, by the way. Put your eyes, put your heart on Scripture today. Try it again tomorrow. Try it again the next day. Try it again often. And what you're going to find is over time, your well is deep. I know, I know that when we pray, we're digging the well. I know that when we pray, we're digging the well. I know that from experience. I know that from the thousands of years of Christian tradition. I know that from the scriptures, that when we pray, we're digging the well. Now, I'm not just talking about you have to find a table to stand behind and pray, oh, dear God, I'm going to pray like preachers do in church. I don't pray like I do here in my own personal life. This is a different kind of praying. All I care about for you doing is, is whether with words or with silence or in writing, I simply want you to take time to let your heart connect to God's heart. Whether you're doing the one talking or you're the one doing the listening or whether you're writing and communing with God, it doesn't matter how many words you use, how big or small they are, whether you use no words at all. When we connect with God in prayer, we are digging the well. Again, you might not feel a single thing. Prayer not about your feeling. Prayer's about digging the well to receive what God has for you. Fellowship is another, it's another shovel to dig that well with. And I'm not talking about just fried chicken fellowship. There ain't nothing wrong with fried chicken, and you should get some if you want some. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the, how is it with your soul? Here's how it is with mine. I'm talking about, how are you struggling this week? Here's how I'm struggling this week. I'm talking about, can you please pray for me and let me pray for you? I'm talking about, where do you need forgiveness in your life? Here's where I need forgiveness in mine. I'm talking about heart-to-heart, God-connected fellowship where people help us grow. I promise you, you engage in spiritual friendships like that, you're going to be digging the well. One more thing, I don't know if you know this, that when you serve others in the name of Christ, you are digging the well to receive God's grace. I don't care if you want to, go do something. I don't care if you want to, go do something. Because when you do, you might not feel great, like, oh, wow, all of a sudden I'm hugely blessed, but God is blessed and you have dug the well a little deeper and more and more as you serve other people, you're going to recognize that you experience more and more of God's grace and power in your life. Go go to the thrift store. Help them put up clothes. Go talk to the people out there. Go pray with them. Come over come over here and, and help with the food pantry. Go feed a hungry person. Go. There's a prison out there. Go out and visit somebody in the prison and watch God uh, fill you deeper as you dig that well. My point is this. There's a time coming for you, whether it's that God wants you simply to have an opportunity to be in deeper, precious union with him, there might be a time coming for you where God is going to bring somebody across your path that you have a chance to invest in deeply and maybe help them know Christ and grow in their faith. There's a time coming for you for a service that only you can do, and God is going to prepare. You. God wants to prepare you for that time, and He's going to rain all of the grace and mercy and power and blessing that you need on it. And the question is going to be: If you wait till game day, you won't be ready. Will you dig the well? Will you will you commit to taking up just a little bit extra? a little bit more, a little bit more of your time, energy, and priority for spiritual discipline so that when the rain of blessing comes, when the rain of grace comes, you can be like that farmer and say, I knew it was coming. I dug all those wells because I wanted to catch all of it. I want you to catch all of it too. I want to catch all of it. Can you imagine what a deep well of grace we will grow to be as we each commit to spiritual discipline. I invite you to it, and I want to help you along the way. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the time that we could share today, and we thank you so much for your word which encourages us, and I ask that you would call us each to a deeper grace, a deeper sense of discipline, that we might experience you more. Give us the freedom and the call to do so. In the name of Christ, amen. This table...